Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy, but a little bit about game design, because we've done about 100 episodes now. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello. How's it going? I'm Ben Slinger. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's a little callback to the pre-recording little uh, practice we did. Yeah, 100, episode 101, welcome. We're kind of, have done this for a while now. We feel a little bit... Uh, a little bit like we have some experience under our belt, and yep. uh, maybe we'll, sh- we'll still shake things up a we'll bit. Still put out shit stuff, but that's okay. Uh, it's all part of the, it's all part of the fun. Um, but yeah, look, I don't think things are going to change too much. We're going to keep going with some click pitch. We're going to try to get a lot more guests on and stuff over the next year, over the next hundred episodes. We'll see you at two hundred. The road the, to two hundred starts now. That's it. <laughs> We're going to start a little website with a thing that fills up the road to 200, Bitstorm 200. No, we're not going to do it. We're going to try and not, um, not do something that Ben's done a couple of times now and accidentally put our episodes into season three because that's what they appear on iTunes as now. There's like three episodes in season three. <laughs> I'm sure we fixed He's, them, so that's on iTunes. I've, I've fixed them back to season one, but they're still in season three. Well, that's on that's on <laughs> iTunes. I blame them and their horrible, horrible, horribleness. <laughs> All right, so let's play a game called Click Pitch. Let's go play a game called Ramped Up Click Pitch, which is where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh. We're going to get a new phrase, a noun and an adjective each, or actually an adjective and then a noun. And uh, we're going to mush them together. We're going to put them into some sort of game design for your listening pleasure. Pleasure. Let's do it. Pleasure. Three, two, one, click. That wasn't particularly pleasurable, Trevor, for my ears. What are your words? Powdered vaccine. Oh, Northwest swirl. The Northwest okay. Swell. I like, okay, so... I like the idea of that being like a landmark or something on a map. Well, no, what I'm thinking is it's actually... Um, this scientist has, has worked out how um, ineffective, like, injected vaccines actually are in comparison to, like, if you powdered it and it then just, like, seeded it into the clouds. Oh, and okay. I thought you were going to say snorted it. No, you seed it into the clouds, and right. therefore the northwest swirl, or right. the wind, yeah. um, you know, so, so- sends, sends the vaccine all over the country, like, yeah. instantly. No one has to go get a shot or anything like that, mm. and everyone's cured of, cured of the common cold. So, it's for the common cold? It's only the common cold. Okay, okay. So, is this a, is this a narrative game of some sort, um, or is this a game where you're like- navigating wind currents to maximize the spread of the vaccine. Like that could be kind of cool. Like a bit almost a bit of a peggle, but instead of bouncing a ball off of um off of bricks and and knobs. My words are fucking not with me tonight. Pegs, that's the word. It's called fucking peggle. <laughs> and I couldn't think of the word pegs. Instead of bouncing a ball off pegs and bricks, you're like launching I don't know whether it's a spray of it or, or something that sort of lands somewhere and then explodes into gas and then is carried by the wind currents in the level. And yeah, you get scored based on the spread of uh, of the vaccine. I think, okay, I think so I'm thinking cool. that it starts off as like 
you're in almost like a crop duster sort of plane. Okay. Like, so, you, yep, 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 yep. So, you, you've sort cool. of been able to ch- to check out, you know, what the sort of wind is. Um, you know, you can sort of see, okay, down on the ground, I can see that the wind is going, um, going in a northwesterly direction and that's going to, yep. that's going to hit that population over there, which is fantastic. So, you go and, um, you know, sort of crop dust the, um, the cloud. Yeah. And, okay, and try so that- to get maximum dispersal. Dispersion, yeah. Yeah, that could be cool that, like, the early levels, there aren't many sort of buildings and things in the way, you know, that or, or like, cities or rivers or whatever that's going to affect the air currents. It's just kind of fields, and you have to judge based on um, the direction the wind is going at the time that you start to, yeah, to let it go over a certain, you know, the one or two seconds that you've got enough spray for, and then, yeah, you basically just watch it spread. Um, and as it spreads, you kind of see the smaller little eddies that, you know, around trees, there's going to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a swirl and there's going to be a, because I'm thinking it's fairly localized at this point. Um, and maybe- Yeah, I think, I think maybe as you're flying, you can sort of, um, I don't know, see, see maybe a colored sort of situation of, okay, here's where uh, you've got special goggles on that you can actually see. Well, I think later, yeah, I think as you play, you get more and more tools- uh, and as the levels, because I'm kind of basically picturing this as a puzzle game now, right? As the levels yep. get more complex, where there are going to be, you know, sections of the map that are only possible if you kind of manage to get enough of it caught in this particular, you know, um, sort of wind current. Wind current? So I'm picturing There's got to be a better word for wind current. Each level is going to be sort of like a, um, almost a Battlefield 2 or, you know, a battlefield-style level that's, you know, quite large. And okay. you're flying your, your crop duster around and you oh, can sort of see where the population we- is. And yeah. it's, so, it's in full 3D, but it's, uh, it's okay, more- You've got to work out, okay, you can actually spend a bit of time um, traversing um, and sort of looking at different different spots in this world as to, okay, if I dropped it off here- um, 3D is going to be hard. I was thinking like a 2D top-down kind of thing. Where you're looking at no, an overhead I want full map. 3D. You want I full 3D. Things. So we're talking full 3D, like Puzzle. dispersal physics of this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, creating, using fucking vectors on everything to like well, create wind I'm, patterns. I'm thinking that if if the developers have got like this awesome, um, you know, wind physics that, that yeah. they that they magically yeah. in- install in the game, gas, gas um, simulation. Yeah. Yeah, then literally you can you can run like simulations within the game, saying if I dropped it here, what would actually happen? And you can sort yeah, of see yeah. and That's sort the of idea. go go around and um, so maybe maybe the first part is you're driving to different places and you drive to the top of this mountain and you go if I you know sort of throw this um, these powdered vaccine up into the wind right here, what would the dispersal pattern be? And you can sort of see using your funky computer as to as to how it would actually go. Well, and that's and you I guess you can mountain. look on the computer. I guess, yeah. I guess if you're doing a bit more of a first person or third person kind of three D thing, you would you would need some sort of visualization like from above or something like that to really get an idea of where it's spreading. And you can yeah. you can have it that you can view through your goggles and see it as well or something and see the pretty colors in the sky. But it's just it's going to be pretty hard to comprehend the tr- the. The dispersal from that point of view, I think. So you need. Oh yeah, yeah I, I think I think deciding where you're going to where you're going to actually put it is in the three D space. Yeah. But then, you know, sort of um, the computer can use like satellite imagery to to show you know the dispersal based off yeah. of like some yeah. crazy um, 
algorithm they've got. Yeah, yeah, full on, full on sim. I mean, it's it's not it's not even that far fetched. No, um, you know, you you could do it. It depends on how granular you want to get with it, but um, you probably for a gameplay point of view, you probably don't need to get too granular as long as it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and sort of heads I, around I, I in the right directions. Open, I love open world sort of stuff, and then, um, you know, being able to. To play around with, you know, where, you, where you're actually going to drop these things off. You don't necessarily have to be in the crop duster every time. You can sometimes, you know, as long as you get up high enough. Yeah. Do it off well, the side and of the I think sometimes you just, <laughs> I think sometimes you're creating things to, like, launch it up into the air before it, um, before it explodes or whatever and sends the powder out. Hmm. Um, I mean, er- early, early techniques, you know, you, you tried using the crop duster. You tried using, like, fireworks sort of. Yeah. Turns out, turns out the best way is actually just to like put it into a into a baseball and hit it with a baseball bat, and it's just like by the time it gets some t- with with a cherry with a cherry bomb in it, and like light the fuse, <laughs> whack it into the sky as high as you can. <laughs> oh my god, we're being attacked! Um, it's a terrorist. Yeah, are we gonna okay. are we gonna tackle the idea that maybe people don't want to be vaccinated against their will? And, you know, personally, I think everyone should be vaccinated if it's actually proven to be safe, which so I should I should clarify, of course, vaccines that we have now that are injected are proven to be safe. I mean, in this case, yes. in this case, seeding the clouds um, and dispersing it, you know, like a fucking chemical weapon is is maybe a different situation. But, uh, yeah, is there is this a lone scientist who's going about this? He's just decided <laughs> that this is going to be more effective or is this a government thing? Are there people against it? Or do we not care because it's a puzzle game and who gives a fuck? Um, I, I, think, I think this is um, maybe... Maybe if you are actually opposed to the um, to the ethical nature of it, then you can go down a storyline of ethicalness <laughs> as to him. Uh, this guy just seemingly has, um, you know, you can maybe investigate into. Hang on, these these for- uh, signatures from the government seem forged, and <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the scientist yeah, himself, his own. yeah, right. He, he's he's just working for a company, and and he's been told by this company to go seed all this stuff. But oh, so he's just actually their best baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, hey, uh, uh, he's just the delivery Frank, guy, Franklin. Franklin, uh, when we have our company baseball team, uh, our baseball match, and you know, you always get a home run, and you know how you've talked about you really like a promotion, and you didn't think you had transferable skills. Well, have I got the job for you? Awesome. Where do I sign up? <laughs> oh, no, we can't have anything down on paper. This is purely off the books. You will be paid in cash. Cash? Hmm. I like cash. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> and off he goes. He's bat in hand. No, well, I kind of like the idea that, um, <laughs> because you're talking about it being first person and stuff, uh, it starts off as this puzzle game and you think you're doing good by dispersing this vaccine. Um but then it turns out that actually it's not a vaccine and it's just turning people into horrible zombies and then it just becomes a shooter. Uh, and so you're on top of a mountain when you start and you've been whacking these baseballs off off the side you of the accident- mountain. <laughs> you accidentally grabbed the anthrax baseball. <laughs> <laughs> My commemorative anthrax baseball signed by Mickey Mantle, oh, the only baseball player I know about. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it was powdered. Okay, through drawn click. Yeah, blonde nape, <laughs> liberating enforcement. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, 
I've been watching iZombie. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who have watched it, when you become a zombie, your hair starts going white. And it's yep, like, it's like, like that bleached. A, yeah, like a, you, you get a, you get, first you get a stripe and then it, then it turns completely like bleached, like basically albino white kind of thing, like no melanin. Yeah. Um, and that's a telltale sign that someone's become a zombie. So I'm kind of thinking blonde nape, like that, that that's the, in this game, that is a way to tell that somebody, oh, we don't have to go zombie, but like a telltale sign of some sort of affliction or some sort of, um, you know, that they've signed on to, I don't know, that they're part of some sort of organization or something. The nape of their neck. There's like the little rat tail. If they've got a blonde rat tail. <laughs> okay. So, I'm seeing this as, as sort of like, because I'm seeing liberating and enforcement. Yeah. Well, I thought I'm that seeing kind this of as, went as almost like a, um, a cultish sort of, sort of situation in that. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's either, I think it's either, um, a revolution under a fascist government and the sign of the revolution, like the re- the revolt sign of the uh, rebels is the blonde nape. <laughs> yep. Or- so, so I'm picturing, I'm picturing that your character has got like long, long brunette or, or even red hair. And then yeah, I kind of like this idea of like, it up and exactly, there's this like tiny little flipping, flipping up the back. Tail. Yeah. Flipping up the back. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be rat tail. Some people wear, some people wear the rat tail. I think maybe they wear the rat tail if they're, pr- if they're out and proud as a rebel. Um, but everyone else kind of just like bleaches a patch of hair at the nape of their neck that they can cover because they can keep it secret, but it's a good sign. Um, okay. So, you know what I think we've just come up with? What? The plot for Just Cause 5. Oh, God. But Just Cause is too silly. I feel like this is a bit more serious. Well, let's just make it silly then. <laughs> I guess it is technically supposed to be a comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Rico and Rico. Rico the Rico. Uh, does he have a last name? I assume he does. Yeah, I can't remember. Williams. Let's call him Rico. Rico Iglesias goes to some God. other country. He's free. Australia. He's freed all the Latin countries. Yeah, this is it. He's freed all the Latin countries. Um, it's a it's a out and happy and and free Latino Latinx population in the world. It's like, all right, who else is being oppressed? The Aussies. Let's yep. go. Um, so he shows up here and he's like, all right. I'm going to find the rebels. You're going to help me out. I'm going to blow shit up. Starting at the Parliament House. Take this, ScoMo. So, I'm picturing that, you know, you've got the typical sort of, um, you know, city cities, a compressed thing that you can have, like, a massive desert and you can have, you know, well, mountainous areas. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he's got all these great traversal things, but they really rely on being able to get up high. And he just ends up, like, out in the desert. And he's like, I can't fucking do anything. I just have to walk. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could maybe use updrafts with his fucking parachute or something, but even then. Yeah. Um, so, I, c- I can picture, you know, DLC, you know, it's just sitting sitting right there mm. that, you know, um, the DLC is called Van Diemen's Land. Oh, but it's demons like D-E-M-O-N-S. Yes. And they're driving in vans. Yeah, you, you do. You do realize it's just Tasmania, but it's I like know. it's just awesome. No, I know. I get the. I get the idea. I'm just making it into an awesome pun. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
So, so maybe in this in this Halloween, um, like Halloween DLC, Van Diemen's Land, you're going around in like a VW minivan, um, sort of driving around, destroying like demons that have that have taken over Tasmania. I like the idea of demons taking over Tasmania. <laughs> um, <laughs> more than they already have. No. Uh, I do like the idea. Like, I did say that about the desert, but I do kind of like the idea of, like, his whole parasailing thing, like, hooked onto a combi van, just, like, driving through this across the Australian desert. Um, just that classic kind of vista in the background. Priscilla, Queen, Queen of the Desert Yeah, yeah, style. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but yes, that's perfect. We can definitely do an homage to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Um, but instead of, like, the grand costume flying backwards, it's his fucking parachute. But he's, in, he's also in a sequined, like... So- oh, definitely. He's done up to the nines. Slash dress. He's done <laughs> up to the nines. We'll, I mean, when we'll definitely get some of the big Aussie actors like Guy Pearce. Uh, like Guy Pearce? Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Weaving. It was Hugo Weaving. Was Guy Pearce in that? Or was it just Hugo Weaving? Um, I seem to remember. I, those, I sometimes get those two mixed up, but. I mean, I know Terence Stamp was in it, but he's not Australian. Uh, Hugo Weaving and Guy Pearce. Okay. There you go. I thought so. I thought so. So, they, they'll get star for us, I'm sure. I'll throw some voices in. I just don't know whether Terence Stamp would actually come back. <laughs> Forget him. Doesn't matter. Um. Okay, so Priscilla, but with crazy over-the-top um, blowing shit up. Yeah. That Going country. from town to town, liberating um, liberating the liberating country towns. Liberating Aussie, Aussie country towns, having a teeny at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I re- <laughs> and then, okay, and then back to the whole... See, see, we wasted the whole great thing about, like, the hidden blonde nape and stuff. Now it's just another Just Cause game. Yeah. But but it's also an awesome homage to Adventures of Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which was a funny, da- damn funny movie. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good as long as as long as we get some <clears throat> as long as we get some representative characters in there to say so that we're not just oh, yeah. like totally <laughs> ripping off some L- some grand LGBT movie. I don't know. I don't know if there are, if there are problems with that movie or not. Actually, now that I think of it, I'm sure there are people who have issues with the fact that. There were drag queens and transgender people played uh, by non. Anyway, it says here that it was the film was a surprise worldwide hit and it's positive portrayal of the LGBT individuals. Okay, well, that's good to oh. introduce LGBT themes to a mainstream audience. You know, that's yeah. For that's, what year was it? Two thousand six. That's good. Earlier? I guess. I guess for the time. Ninety four. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, jeez. Uh, uh, there was a musical in um. Oh, two thousand six. In two thousand six. I guess for the time that's pretty good, even if they didn't actually probably have any gay actors in the actual movie. Anyway, we've gone off the rails. We always do. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Quick, quick. Three, two, one. Quick, click, click, quick. Improper sauerkraut. (laughs) Regulating loaf. (laughs) We have another food-based... Well, I mean, food-related game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm picturing this is an an incident that happens at a hot dog eating contest. Because oh. I'm just- I'm picturing, like, it's a German- German yeah. hot dog eating contest oh, yeah. where- Yeah. Where they've, they've got, like, 
Um, well, I wouldn't call it a hot dog. No. Uh, it's a wiener. <laughs> a wiener. It's a bratwurst <laughs> or something. It's a worst. Yeah. Worst eating contest. Yep. Um, Who can eat the best worst? So, Who can eat worst, so worst the best? I'm picturing that, like, it's it's a game of, of managing, like... Not necessarily managing as such, but you know, sort of trying to trying to work out um, the proper way of of actually implementing sauerkraut into into this, and it keeps on going wrong. No, I, I like the idea that you're managing. I think you're managing a team of food professional eating professionals, mm-hmm. and they're they're like coming into this town on Oktoberfest um, in Germany to just like blow away the competition at eating. Uh, worst bratwurst, other worsts. Um, I think in part of it, there's like a like a meatloaf that that has to also be eaten. Oh, that's where the loaf comes in. I was going to think maybe yeah. there was some um, arguments around the type of bread to be used when eating these sausages. Maybe it's maybe yeah. there's like an Aussie and he insists on eating the bratwurst in a piece of white bread from Coles with tomato sauce. <laughs> yes. He keeps calling it a snag, and they're just like, "What is this?" <laughs> That's my horrible German accent. Um, yeah. So, so what? I, what I'm picturing though is that he really doesn't like sauerkraut. Yeah. So this this guy is always looking, you know, for the right place to hide the sauerkraut. Like, um, if if you don't keep a good eye on him, then he can actually like hide it down the pants of his of his like um, compatriots in the. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> just puts, just sort of surreptitiously sticks it into yeah. the guy's back, the neighbor's back pocket, and then just wipes his hand on him <laughs> on his back. Thanks, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, you had a fly. There's a bug on you. I got it. <laughs> um, so, so now, now, so what's I'm, the game, now I'm just what's picturing the gameplay though. Like what? Now, now I'm picturing that it's a VR title in in the. You're you're like doing a lot of observation sort of thing, being able to sort of pick out people. Maybe you're not not necessarily a manager, but you're a judge of this thing. Okay, and it's all about it's an observation sort of game, trust trying to work out who's who's actually doing the best, who's who's cheating, who's um you know got yeah. imp- improper sauerkraut technique. Um, <laughs> What's proper sauerkraut technique? You eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so anything other than that is improper. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> um, I don't know. You're not I kind of sauerkraut. Oh, I don't. I haven't really had it much, but probably not. <laughs> if I remember rightly, it's like pickled cabbage or something. Yeah, fermented cabbage. Ugh. Um, I don't know. I kind of. So what I was thinking about with the manager is it. It. It reminded me of the fact that I wasn't aware. Like when we were at PAX, we were watching some Overwatch professional overwatch stuff yep and the fact that they had a coach or like a person who was sort of looking over and and organizing them and telling them when to use their ultimates and stuff Mm -hmm. um i kind of like the idea of that but for a a food eating contest (laughs) so it's like when to keep going when to slow down when to take a drink of water um, like the people who are actually doing it don't have time, Ooh. don't have time to, to think about this stuff because they have to focus on getting stuff down their gullet and not throwing up. Um, yeah. So, so may- maybe, um, 
what you've got in what you've got in front of you is like all these different like heart rate monitors, and you can sort of yeah. see and see like blood pressure and breathing. And you've got all these monitors that you can sort of go, okay, Jeremy, you know, slow down. Um, you, yeah, dip, you've the, got dip to have the next some, way in some water. You, you had a little bit of trouble sw- swallowing on this one. Do not do not vomit. You know, just have have a couple yeah. of sips of water. Yeah, take a um, second. You can keep it down. Fred, Fred, you've got to have some sauerkraut. I know you don't like it. No, mate, no. I'm not eating the sauerkraut. Don't stick it down, down Jeremy's pants. But he's, but he's got such a big ass. It's so easy. It's so close to me. <laughs> Terry, 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 slow down. What? Chew but, your food. <laughs> but, sir, that defeats the purpose of this of this contest, if I have to chew. It slows me down too much. But you're gonna choke. Just stop as sticking long, the sausages down, down without swallowing. <laughs> I don't have a gag reflex. I trained for this. <laughs> I can't keep my accent straight. That's how much I'm eating. I, ca- I can't stop from laughing. Oh, and Fiona died. Uh, I, was fo- I was focusing yeah. on everyone else. Yeah. Bugger. Okay, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Ooh, the grimmest huddle. Fetal Sierra. <laughs> okay. Now, my word was grimmest, but I kind of want it to be grimace, like from McDonald's. Like mm-hmm. like the grimace, and s- for Sierra, I'm just taking it that it's a point and click adventure game. <laughs> uh, in in the style of Sierra, okay, and it's the life of grimace. It's like from the beginning, um, and you play through his life, and you discover how he met Ronald McDonald, <laughs> and the rest of the Frytown folks, Burger Town. I don't know. I don't care. Um, okay. You, you're, you're picturing, you know, McDonald's land and how colourful it is. So, why does why does Grimace always, uh, whenever he gets scared, go into the fetal position? Yeah, well, this is it. We're going to find out the trauma of his history. He grew up- And Huddle comes from the fact that, that when Grimaces are born, they're born in a litter. And he's the last remaining Grimace from his- Well, maybe ever. Or maybe just from his litter. All his brothers and sister Grimaces- Okay, so were killed um, in some way. It was very I'm just, grim. I'm picturing. Um, I'm just looking at Grimace right now. Oh, don't do that! Um, You'll be cursed. Oh my god! <laughs> my eyes. Um, okay, so Grimace is like literally purple, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether you actually knew this, but. In the McDonald's land parlance, like, Grimace is actually supposed to be, like, a representation of, like, a milkshake or the, th- or the thick shake. He's supposed to be a milkshake? Yeah, from, from what I remember, like, he was the um, embodiment, uh, embodiment of, um, of, like, the thick shake. Okay. If you look at him upside down, the sort of shape gives, gives the look of, like, the, um, the cup. Oh, maybe. Sort of like, you know you know how you had, like, Mayor McCheese and they were all, like, food-based? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so Grimace was supposed to be, um, like, part of this. <laughs> well, that's a terrible history, so we're going to- um, We're going to retro-retcon it. Okay. Into something more interesting. I mean, he can- Look, and I'm reading here that he was supposed to be evil originally, and he had more arms. Um, 
and then he then he became good and lost some arms. So look, let's roll with that. It's canon. Let's f- talk about how he lost his arms. So I love this idea that he is born somewhere in the McDonald Land forest mm-hmm. in his litter of of, of other is grimaces. Is he the only one who's purple? I think they're Every- uh, yeah, okay. Well, all I was going to say the they're all different colors. Red or blue? Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Sure. All right. He's the only one that's purple. I was going to say he's the only one that's purple. I was thinking the other ones with different colors, but I like just a rainbow of colors. But I like that idea that he's the odd one out. Yeah. I think they've all so, got forearms, though. Yes. They're all born with forearms. These little, this little litter of baby grimaces. Wait, is his name Grimace or is his species Grimace? Um, or both? I think both. Okay. Um, I, I think they never named him because he was the runt of the litter. Ooh, um, that's harsh. They just expected him to die. Yeah, sort of like it's, it's an ugly duckling sort of situation. Totally, yeah. Um, he just he just never turned into a swan. Sorry, Grimace. You're ugly as fuck. But, no, Grimace <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, Grimace is pretty good. Um, what, what, I'm, what I'm picturing is is like he gets shunned from this from this group in his early teens. Um, <laughs> yeah, during so his Grimace sort of, puberty when he just loses his arms. That's what happens to grimaces in puberty. <laughs> their, their vestigial arms, their, well, their second pair of arms becomes vestigial and dries up and drops off. Well, it, it's sort of like um, what I'm picturing is like the the bottom set of arms were like training wheels to help them stand. Well, to help like them steal the, milkshakes, the- obviously. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's yeah. kind of like training wheels, you know, they, they couldn't because, you know, they're... they're they're bottom very heavy, bottom that heavy. Sort of stuff. They, yeah, that's true. They could fall over very quickly. They're a bit so roly poly. So like training arms to to keep themselves sort of totally. They're, um, they're baby arms, staying upright. Yeah. But then you know when when they get get good enough, they um they're no longer needed. You know, they're no longer needed, and they're not not having to use them to to rely on anymore. And they just shrivel up and just fall off. Shrivel up, fall off, and what is left, interestingly enough, is their sex organs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nothing for that. God, no. Um, Vito, Vito, Vito. Um, Maybe that's his name. Vito, Vito the Grimace. He looks a bit like a Vito. So, I'm picturing, you know, he gets shunned out, you know, all his brothers and sisters of the same litter. They're all um, they're all red so, and blue and they're just yeah. telling so him what, to fuck off and all this the, sort of stuff. What is the goal of the Grimace Society then? That he is, like, are, these, are they actually enemies of the rest of McDonald land? And that's why- he started off evil when he was like a preteen and he was trying to fit in. But once he became an adult, he like realized that actually the McDonald land people are his only friends. Okay. So I think what actually happened early on was the grimace was actually like, it was a, um, like a genetic experiment gone wrong. Like, um, Mayor McCheese back in, back in the day used to actually be like a, a scientist and he created this mm, new- Dr. McCheese. Um, yeah, he was Dr. McCheese back then. Um, and, you know, when he became mayor, he basically, you know, destroyed all his, all his creations, mm-hmm. except for he didn't realize that two had escaped. Two grimaces and they, had gone out. And they had, a, you know, there was a- um, Had a grimace. Yeah, well, that's- I'm thinking. I'm thinking that in in this society, grimaces aren't either male or female. They're just um, you need two of them, and they can mate. Right. Okay. It, it's, it just um, happened to be that a they- red and a blue one escaped. They actually did yep. come in all colours, but now yes. there are only red and blue ones until grimace. This grimace. Yep. 
He's so, a bit of a mutation. Mutation. He's a purple one. Um, they. We should say they. He's probably. They. They're, they're probably not gendered. They're not gendered. Uh, so they. Um, I mean, they get in. They being grimace get involved um, when they first first get out. The first person that he meets up with. Yeah. The Hamburglar. Oh, because so they, they were kind of buddies, weren't they? Because, yeah, I mean, because so Hamburg, Hamburglar is also sort of against McDonald Land until <clears throat> later on. He kind yeah, of- so I think that, um, that's that's what's giving his sort of, uh, that's, that's what's giving their sort of- um- <laughs> Maybe we should just make it him because we're so used to it. The McDonald no, wiki does no, say we're, he. we're trying, we're the trying. Ma- the McDonald's does, wiki does okay. say he. Oh, I do like that- You do they, like them being uh, non-gendered. Non-gendered. Okay. And well, I think well, it's good. It. I think it's good that we're we're trying to grow and we're trying to get out of our our usual. It's true. It's true. All right. Let's stick with it. We're thinking. So there. Um, I think that their, um, you know, impressionable youth. You know, get, gets under under the um under the um the wing, wing of 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 the Hamburglar and. So are the two the is that where gives- is that where grimaces, like stealing of milkshakes starts or was. Or were they already stealing milkshakes, and that's how they made I think, the hamburger? I think, I think the hamburger realised, oh, th- this this grimace is is um, trying to steal a milkshake and going about it all wrong. So he sort of right. He, okay, so the that's why, takes on yeah. like a Fagin sort of sort of role, you know, an Oliver Twist. Yeah, Fagin. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I like this a lot. So I'm thinking one of the heists, like they're going in. Oh, so do you literally get to? Is this a full-on heist game yeah, where they're I, I like it's planning the, heists of different McDonald's? Yeah, kind of, kind of like Payday Two, except you know you get in, you characters. steal the milkshake and they have that value hamburgers and chocolate milkshake. Yeah, you, that's it. Like you're stealing milkshakes, you're stealing hamburgers. Fuck the fries, because I mean they're all basically people anyway, right? Well, so are the hamburgers, because man cheese. Anyway, it's yeah. probably not best. It's probably best not to think about it too hard. Well. What actually happens in in one part is um, Grimace realizes that the Hamburglar is um, really evil when, like, he takes a bite out of out of like oh like out one of, of one of the employees ha- like oh weren't they like little hamburger babies and things yeah I, I think <laughs> I think this is this is one scene where he wasn't able to steal any hamburgers, so he just took a bite out of, out of one of the hamburger kids. Right, and, yeah, out of his like the side of his face. Yeah, and so Grimace goes off and and meets up with like Birdie or whatever her name was, and finally ends up um, meeting Ronald McDonald. Tells him the the um the crazy thing that they've seen. Yeah, and that's and, and that's when he kind of becomes part of the the team. Part of the team. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at more images now, and I just saw um, this grimace is Thanos cosplay, and I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, they are the chosen one, so who knows what could happen? They could find the Infinity Gauntlet and all the six Infinity Stones. Like, come on! Um, I've got to send this over to you. Yeah, I, I do want to see it. <clears throat> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's an oven mitt. With what's on it? Putty? Silly putty? I uh, know. It's just awesome. It's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Oh, God. Oh, All right. That you see. Uh, I think we should 3 to 1 click, but I fucking love that new history of McDonald's and Grimace. 
Yeah, we could probably awesome. go with that for the rest of the night. But three, so two, one, click. Crunchy toxin, oh. lusty insecticide. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh you got, okay. Yeah. I'm seeing. Picture this. The opening scene is an apple orchard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you see a, cross, a crop duster fly overhead. <laughs> okay. This is a very crop, and crop dusty episode. Yep. Yeah, a crop dustery episode, dropping basically insecticide mm-hmm. onto onto this orchard. Yep. But um, what you actually find out is um, something in the in these chemicals have changed the makeup of these apples. Okay. So they now give off a pheromone that that basically it, um, makes people want to want to just eat it. But the um, what happens is it. It gives off a toxin, yeah, that um, builds up in the body and and can actually convert you into. I'm thinking an apple tree. Well, I was thinking because I was trying to get a bit sciencey with this. Because why would mm-hmm. it, why would an apple want you to eat it? The same reason well, any plant any plant that wants you to do themselves it. are seeds of the. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. The, the same reason any plant wants you to do anything is to and that's why I came up with the whole idea seeds. that it just wants you to eat all of it. Because then it turns you into like a um, oh, it grows inside you, tu- grows inside you, and turns you into an apple tree. I was thinking that the reason it's actually so crunchy is that it starts getting these apples are basically all seeds, but people can't stop eating them, and then the, as the toxin builds up inside them, it's actually explosive, and <laughs> then they explode, <laughs> and seeds go everywhere, just hundreds and hundreds of apple seeds <laughs> to spread. This mutated apple. Um, and it so brings what, a whole what, new thing to the whole don't eat apple seeds, like the core of an apple, because... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, everyone always thought that it was because it was cyanide, but it turns out that, no, if you eat too many of the seeds... Um, yeah, it's actually, what actually hydrogen, is, and uh, one, little, one little spark could set you off. Okay, so I'm picturing... Oh, I like that- the idea that people are just, like, start burping out hydrogen. That's the sign. It's the first sign that they've eaten one of these apples. Um, I think the next sign is they start like. I know that we've we've gone to this well, not too, not too long ago, mm-hmm. um, but the um, James Gunn movie Slither, you know, where um, Michael Rooker mm-hmm. is like that huge big ball. I'm thinking that that's the final stage before they explode. They just like they, they just swell up, up with and seeds, and then when they explode, seeds they- and hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm picturing that that's the final stage. You you work for um, for the company who created the pesticide. Okay, that has mutated this thing, and yep. you're part of the cleanup crew. Okay. So what sort of so game is it? It's a first person shooter. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Just got these giant roly-poly people full of apple seeds. <laughs> well, I'm picturing that you you go in and and you know Hitman-esque. You know you're going around trying to trying to find. So it's out a bit who more the tactical town. then. It's a bit more, more tactical. tactical. It's it's sort of like um, think you know I like the first person view, mm-hmm. being able to to sort of 
do things, but the whole thing isn't just, you know, shooting. But if, if one of these, um, if one of these, like, roly-poly humans comes up <clears throat> and explodes and sends all the, um- Is that what they call the them? The roly-polies? Yeah, I think they're just called roly-polies. Um, I think if, if one of those explodes and someone swallows a seed, they immediately turn into, like- <clears throat> um, Right, it spreads. It Is- spreads really, really quickly. Oh, just because they're fresh or something? Yeah, because it's like super fresh seed and yeah. Um, one one of the things that is really um, really uh, telltale whether someone's just been infected is they get extremely lusty. <laughs> I thought the lusty was just that the apples were making you eat them. Yeah, but na- now oh okay, now they've got that same pheromone. Yes, the people have the pheromone, so oh. they, they attract more people. Do the other people want to eat the, that person? Ooh. <laughs> Like so it, it turns, turns into, into like a, a cannibal like zombie sort of thing. cannibalism sort of thing. Ooh, I kind of like that. So you actually, when you see this start to happen, you you pull down the gas mask. Yeah, and you just have and to shoot it. And the gas mask has everyone. like the UI in it, so you can oh, you can actually got like have a reason for the UI. Yeah, and you can right, okay, yeah, pheromone levels and that sort of pheromone stuff levels, can- levels of hydrogen on people's breath. Yep, because um, I think the pheromones wear off. Like the pheromones are bred in the apples. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, like that, because the apples want to be eaten. They don't. Ooh, so, they don't last so are long. The roly polies, the only thing that want to get eaten, like they they swell up to a big size, and then people start eating those those roly polies. Uh, maybe. I feel like that's getting complex. There's more meat to go around. <laughs> well, it's not more meat. They're just like bloated seed. <laughs> more seed to go around. Bloated and seed and gas. They basically turn into an apple. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> This is going too far. <laughs> so, but I do kind of like the idea of first person shooter and you're just like blasting it. You're blasting at all these lust zombies who are all trying to come and eat each other. No, everyone's trying to eat them. Uh, yeah. So, you have to kill the lust zombie because otherwise the people are going to try to eat that lust zombie and then they become lust zombies and it just spreads. Yeah, but the thing is, pheromones, you know, they don't, um, they don't just go away just because the person's dead. Well, they still hang around, so yeah, you, you've got to so obliterate still- the body somehow. <laughs> well, and that and part of that is getting it close enough to a roly poly that you then shoot the roly poly and explodes. The body is gone, but now there's more seeds. Fuck. <laughs> so there's no way around it. You're just going to have lots and lots of shooting. Yep, sounds good. Do you want click? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, interesting. Immobile grappling. Jaundiced perch. So, so I'm seeing grappling and, and perch. Like, um, it reminds me of, you know, Batman Arkham yeah. Asylum, you know, grappling and, and flying around the room sort of thing. Well, where I went- so but just jaundiced just, and well, immobile sort of says that, um, you know, liver disease and really <laughs> sick. <laughs> well, okay. So where I was going, and I don't think we should go with liver disease necessarily, but maybe- There aren't- Many, if any, that I can think of, protagonists of video games who have disabilities, right? Hmm. Yep. Um, and as we often talk about on the show, representation matters. So, I like the idea of somebody who's in a wheelchair who is also, like, a fucking superhero and has gadgets and stuff. And that's where the grappling and things come around. So, they've managed to, like, trick out this wheelchair. Okay. Grappling hooks, stun guns- you know, whatever else, fucking nitrous. Okay, and I, I'm seeing that the um that well, the, and maybe the villain, the, the bad is- guy, mm. is 
is just this evil rich guy who's had uh, two of spray tan. No, um, <laughs> uh, no, um, no. It's just found out that he's got liver disease and has turned evil. Basically, saying that you know the whole world owes him something. So, like this whole juxtaposition of you know this this kid who's been paralyzed since birth and yeah. and is doing something good with his his powers to compared to this previously able bodied guy who's now, you know, found out that he's a little bit sick and is turning his back on the world and, you know, wanting to get revenge. Totally, yeah. Just throwing a fucking privileged tan- temper tantrum. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a good juxtaposition of, of you know, this awesome- um, uh, Yeah, someone who doesn't let their disability- um, Yeah. You know, get them down or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, as long as we do, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, anyway, as usual, these things is pretty complex. But where, yeah, the goal, the goal is representation. Um, so yeah, I think we can create a pretty kick-ass kid, like teenager. I feel like they're like a teenager, like a bit of a Peter Parker-ish sort of thing. You know, they're, they're pretty smart. Yep. Um, so they're making all these gadgets and stuff themselves. I'm, pic- I'm picturing it's sort of like um, a land-based. Um, Spider-Man sort of thing of, you know, grapple onto the back of a car and, you know, sort of- Oh, yeah, yeah. Racing through, then you're able to sort of throw your, um, throw your grappling hook out onto the, onto the lamppost to swing, swing, swing your, around. your wheelchair around, around this corner and- I love yeah, the idea um, of, yeah, I love the idea of that sort of traversal and that sort of movement and just like fucking going off jumps and shit, like flying through the air and catching yourself on, with a grappling hook in time to not, you know, die- um, nice. But, uh, and actually that made me think of, uh, <laughs> did you ever play the game Rocket Jockey? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Uh, for some reason it's stuck in my head. I had a demo of it. I think maybe one day I got the full version. It was really, it felt like it was really obscure. It was a game where it was a racing game where you're riding on a rocket and the only way you could steer is to throw out a grappling hook onto these poles and like- Ro- and like rotate around it, right, and let go at the right time to keep going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you could also like grapple onto other people's rockets and pull them off and stuff if you had your good enough aim. And actually had pretty good physics for the time. Anyway, it just made me think of that of like speeding down the street and just like grapple out to the side onto a lamppost. Yes, like spin around the corner, let go at the right time. Like you could have a lot of the the um, the movement be based on those sort of physics. Nice, <clears throat> that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, so, I'm picturing sort of like an open city. Yeah. Um, crimes to sort of stop. Um, Lots of jabs at the fact that so many places aren't wheelchair accessible. Yeah. But that your character doesn't let that stop stop them. You know, they- Yeah. They, I, may, they may be able to, like, swing themselves up to, up to the um. Well, they can. Or, they can. You know, but I think, they're, I think they're a bit of an advocate, obviously, for- Yeah. I think, I think one of the things is that- you know, when they when they save these places, and they realise, oh, you know, they could have sa- they could have saved a, us a little bit faster if there was wheelchair accessibility. And I love the idea of you know how in, yeah, well, I love the idea of you know how in games like this, often you know, if you've got all the different sections of the of the city or whatever that as you like solve or like beat the bad guys or whatever in each in each section of the city, it gets an overhaul of like accessible uh, like accessibility features. So you know you've like done this this section of the town because it's got a ton of ramps and like elevators and it's just seats and whatever, right? Like 
the things mm-hmm. that those with, you know, who are less able-bodied need. Um, yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, so what does what does the bad guy do? Well, his whole thing is you know trying to trying to save money by not not installing. Um, accessible yeah, I don't know. I things guess at all the all I mean, these it restaurants. Do- it doesn't necessarily. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be that directly like around around accessibility as such. I think it, it is that he's angry at the world now because he's lived his life able bodied and now he's not. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Is he just how's he how's he trying to get back at the world? I guess. Um. <clears throat> If I maybe he's like giving people polio. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> if I can't walk, no one will. And then we to one click. We're <laughs> dark. We're back to vaccinations again. <laughs> Hydroelectric thinker. Millionth swipe. Huh. Okay. So hydroelectric think- thinker made me think of some sort of artificial intelligence, right? Like it's okay. powered by electricity, and it, in fact, hydroelectricity. Hydroelectricity, and it made me think of. Actually, um, uh, did you ever read Isaac Asimov, some of his robot stories and stuff? Uh, I've read only a couple. Anyway, in in his stories, there was a big um, computer called- a supercomputer called Multivac uh, that that was just incredibly intelligent and and huge and whatever. So, I'm thinking it's kind of that. This is a situation where somebody has built this- supercomputer this computer brain but it's learning the way it's learned the way it's become sentient is through tinder <laughs> somehow it's hooked into just, tinder just tinder or like well that was um, the first all those sort of vibes it's a big chunk of it but like it's learned everything it knows about human relationships from swipes it's, that's the data it got. God. <laughs> and 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 on the millionth swipe left, it um, that's it when it gained, gained sentience. In, yes, that's when it gained sentience. It was like Judy likes Matthew. I am alive. <laughs> Wait, the left swipe's a bad one, isn't it? Oh, right swipes then. I don't know. So it was it was within the first day that it um <laughs> didn't take very long. Didn't take very long. Yeah, but it was like I'm alive. Yeah, but it do- that doesn't really know much more other than just swiping. Yeah, well, so once it once it once it uh, gained sentience, it started learning other things. It, it managed um, to hook up to the rest of the internet. Uh, but no, I, I just I kind of like the idea of exploring a world where there's this suddenly there's this new intelligence. I'm like, what does that? Okay, so I think because all the all the intelligence really knows if it doesn't like something, it swipes left. If it if it likes something, it swipes right. Okay. But the problem is, like, um, you know, it. Um, I'm seeing that, like this massive arm, and someone comes <laughs> to it, and it just swipes the person left into oncoming traffic. And if it like, if it likes, if it likes something, it swipes it swipes right into a building. So either way, you know, either way, it's, you kind of you may not survive, but fucked. but people are still going to this computer because it has. All the answers to every question in the universe. Oh, it's the smartest you, you, being. You, you know what I you know what I like. If it um, you you go up to it and you have to ask it like a yes or no question, and basically this huge arm will um, send you left into um, into the crocodile pit or yep. right into into like the money room. Um, 
So it's I just can- a it's just a version of like Shark Tank. But <laughs> you're pitching but, your ideas to it. You're pitching your ideas to it, and you know it swipes left or swipes right, depending on whether it's it like it wants to put you into the shark tank or um, give you tons of money. Give you but tons it's of a money. Literal shark so tank. Um, <laughs> I mean, neither of these have much game to them. <laughs> Do you play multivac? Oh well, the, it's, I guess it's not multivac in this, but. Do you play um, Tinder? Tinderback? I, I think I think maybe you do. That um, the whole idea is, you know, choosing based off of based off of you know what you've learned on Tinder, which is all about swiping left and swiping right, mm. based on some simple mechanics. When someone asks you, you know, um, I've got this great idea for this, you can look into their dating history and see, you know, the sort of people that they they dated, and that's all the information that you got on them. To tell right, if they're, so there's they're a bit trust- of a papers, please. trustworthy thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Is it VR? So you can physically swipe? You know it is. <laughs> I knew it was. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, there, there, are a few different, <laughs> there are a few different ways we could go. I was thinking this could, this could actually be an interesting real life app where, <laughs> like, people love to fucking swipe, but instead of swiping for dates, it's like to, to give advice to people, but it's all yes and no questions. So people ask advice, and you, if you're on the app, you can just sit there and answer questions. Yes, yes, no, no, yes, no, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no. Um. <laughs> God. Okay, three, two, one, click. All right, last one, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Invincible, ineligible. Those are both adjectives, but anyway. <laughs> Incurable, incubator. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got all in words. That's. Impossible. No, that's not how to spell. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> In- Me fail English, that's impossible. Invincible, ineligible. What was your? Incurable, Incurable incubator. incubator. Jeez, you'll start with like the first, same first four letters. Um, all right. Invincible, ineligible, incurable, incubator. I, I mean, this, this, this smacks of superheroes again in some way, where there's some sort of technology to like make you invincible. Like you go through some sort of process in in this incubator, oh, to like ooh, give ooh, you ooh, ooh. powers or something. But this person's ineligible for it because of their incurable disease or something like that. No, what I was actually thinking about was you are someone that goes through something like a um a Captain America style. Yeah, that's kind of what. I was- yeah. Yep. 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 So you become invincible, um, but it turns out that, um. Like, being invincible isn't everything it's sort of cracked up to be. Mm. To the point that um, it it is actually incurable because they can never actually, um, like, pierce your skin with anything. It's sort of like the Superman problem and mm. your cells are always constantly regenerating. And it's maybe this this um, this thing going through all the different all the different years of this person's life in which they're they're like invincible, so they never actually die. Oh, I kind of like that idea that the first act of the game, like, it's the origin story, sets them up as this, as this invincible superhero, like, kill the big bad guy or get rid of, you know, capture the big bad guy, save the world. You and, get married. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you get married, you meet the love of your life, you get married. And the player's going, oh, my God, this game's so short. Like, how's it over so far? But then it cuts to, like, 50 years. The gravesite. Cuts to, like, 50 years later and your partner's dying. 
and and you used to look exactly the you same. You used to look exactly the same. Everything is around you. Everything around you is dying. And so the first act was this kick-ass beat 'em up, and the rest of the game is this like solemn um, exploration of immortality. Yeah, I, I hate doing this, but um, they actually sort of uh, did a similar sort of thing that happened in um, Doctor Who. Fuck off! In that there was a character who <laughs> okay. who was um, brought back to life, and um, and basically the the nano. The nanobots in in their body just kept on repairing and repairing and repairing, and mm-hmm. throughout the series, like they went to all these different different places, um, and they kept on seeing the character again, and they'd lived so long that they didn't actually even remember their name, their family, and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. It was actually really quite quite sad to sort of see this these characters live so many different lives that yeah. they could they couldn't even remember the simplest. Things about where they came from mm. and, and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, I love so that I, idea of jumping I forward. Like the like, idea of jumping- literally hundreds of years by the end of the game. Like the game is set like a thousand years after the beginning or something. Yeah. Um, and you know, particularly after the first hundred years, like this person has gone through this. This hero has gone through a lot of trauma. Everyone they know has died, but they still feel obligated to like save people and be a superhero. Their hearts mm-hmm. sort of not in it anymore. Um. You know, and then they, you know, maybe they leave because there's a whole like that. They Superman, they do that with Superman too. Like, leaves for a while, goes off into deep space. I don't know. You find other things. You live a whole other life. You know, you see, you see fragments of them meeting other people and falling in love again, and then watching them die. I like the idea that like another thing is because you've lived a lot longer than what anyone ever ever sort of expected. Mm. You know, you become ineligible to to like vote or something like that because you've been away for so long and they've got no registration of you. So, that, <laughs> right. that comes into- um, Well, like- actually, I like that idea that you stay away for so long that, that, yeah, the world forgets about you. So, you've got this period of a good two or three hundred years where you're, you are the world's hero um, yep. and and you're just you're saving people all the time. You know, you, you probably do. You basically live, a, you know, a few lifetimes, like, you know, two- three, four lifetimes by that point, had all these friends, watched them die. You just can't take it anymore. You leave for like two or 300 years. You come back, you, you, nobody knows who you are. You've seen your great, great, great grandson pass away at the ripe old age of 100 and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is- No, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> Drops the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Flies off. <laughs> fuck this shit. Gets in the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you come back, they come back and- yeah, now they are just they. Nobody believes them because mm-hmm. they haven't been around for this so long. For the, you know, it's not until this person's lived here for another forty, fifty years and hasn't aged that people around, you know, around them start start believing. Um, but then that's well, a ca- whole other set of experiences, you know. I, I kind of like the the idea that you know, sort of, um, what can actually happen is he tries to actually, you know, he falls in love again and and tries to come up with a way of making this this person is immortal mm, as well. Mm, yeah. Only to only to find out that, you know, he can't he can't give this curse to someone else. You know, like and morally. can't trick them into it sort of thing morally because yeah. it's like it, it is a curse. It's yeah. not Well that's it. I think he's thought of it before, hmm. but you know, this is the closest he's come to actually doing it, but then I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe give maybe the game gives you a choice, but bad ending versus good ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I really like exploring the psyche of, of someone like mm. that. That's cool. Oh, geez, I love the, it's pretty. It's pretty horrid, but I love the idea that you choose you choose to to give someone else this curse of immortality, or like you kind of convince them to. Like they they consent to it. But and it seems like you got the good ending because everything's happy for a while and you kind of flick forward to their lives. You know, it's like one hundred years later, two hundred years later, five hundred years later. But you see the cracks start and the fact that you know this person now resents him for doing this to them. And yeah, I, I kind of like seeing their relationship just completely break down over a thousand years. <laughs> okay, so what happens next is. Um, they end up flying to another another um, world. Yeah, and it turns out they weren't on Earth. And but now they're on they Earth. Fly to, now they fly to Earth. I know where you're going with this. And <laughs> <laughs> the character was played by Will Smith. Yes, <laughs> his wife was Shelley's Theron. They're actually angels the whole time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, Hancock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hancock. I got it. I saw that movie, Trevor. <laughs> Come on, I thought it does. I, I, it does fit very well. It does fit. It very fits well. in. Fits in very well. Like it turns out that it was you know Hancock the entire time. You just didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. And now and then there's no wonder he's fucking a, a bum and drunk because he's been yeah. alive for thousands of years and fucking lost more people than you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, okay. All right. I think we'll finish it up on that note. Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm episode 101. Woohoo! All our episodes from now on have three digits. Well, at least for another 900 or so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to find us online, just go to podchaser.com slash BitStorm. All our stuff's there. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the good stuff. Our group. iTunes, if you really want the other stuff, do it. It's great. Yeah. Leave a review. Listen to us there. Tell us what you think. If you're searching Twitter and Facebook and you're looking for something else to listen to, check out the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. You can search for them by hashtag AGPN on Twitter or just look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network group on Facebook. Um, awesome podcasts out there. Awesome. A lot of people with all different ideas around the gaming and they're all Australian. It's pretty cool go check them all out finally we'd like to thank Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure that's it yeah that is it so thanks again for joining us this week on Bitstorm I'm Ben Slinger I'm Trevor Scott oh my god I really don't want to get immunised by that dust cloud <laughs> and uh, this is an apple here and I really I really can't stop myself from eating it I hope nothing goes wrong crunch Oh my god, your, your skin is so rosy. <laughs> Mind if I just nibble on the naked <laughs> for a little bit? Oh my god, it's blonde. You're a rebel. <laughs> <laughs>